Welcome to the Profitable Accountant Podcast. I'm your host, Reza Huda, practice owner, coach, and mentor to accounting firm owners. In this podcast, I share practical strategies to get new clients, charge higher prices, and build a profitable accounting firm that you're proud of. From time to time, I also interview other accountants doing incredible things so you can learn what's working and take tangible takeaways to implement. Make sure you press the follow button on your podcast player so you get notified when I release a new episode. Now, on to today's session. Hello, hello. Hope you're well and you've had a good start to the day. So, what I've been up to this week, this week was the first week of the month, so as you know, that is my week of uh, members sessions, so my busy week of the month. We started off the Tuesday with the Mastermind group session, which was great to hear from my Mastermind group, the kind of uh, larger-ish business owners, where we get together in a small group to discuss challenges that are faced, best practice, share wins, and make sure everyone is held accountable to their actions as well. So that was the Tuesday. Wednesday was my deep dive mentoring session, and this week was all about how to conduct webinars to win high-value work. Now, I've done a fair few webinars over the last few years. I think I calculated it's probably over about 150, so uh, I've got a thing or two to say about them, and lots that I've learned over the years in terms of honing my skills and my craft at doing webinars, both for educational training purposes, but also for selling purposes as well. As you've probably gathered, I have built this secondary coaching and mentoring business predominantly off the back of delivering high-value content-led webinars with a pitch at the end for people who want to spend more time together and get the shortcut to getting to their goals a lot faster. So lots to share on that and that went down really well, gave lots of ideas to my members in terms of what they could create content about, went through the whole process of how to actually the practical aspects of setting up a, a webinar from which software to use to how to go about setting it up to how to promote it in terms of registration page, the emails that you have to send, the follow-ups, and then delivery. How do you actually deliver it? What equipment do you need in order to be able to deliver a uh, high-value webinar? Not just for prospects, but it, for equally for existing clients. It's a great way of proactively adding value to existing clients as well, and then you can invite your prospects along to that so you know don't discount webinars as something that uh, you couldn't possibly do it's a great way of leveraging your time to give people value at scale whether that's your potential clients or your existing clients in order to be able to either cement existing relationships or win new ones and it's something that uh, anybody can do and actually if you're an introvert and you're not the type who thinks you can go and speak on stage or you're the person who says to yourself that I can't possibly do video because I don't like the sound of my voice so I don't want to say or I'll stutter. Well, actually, webinars are actually quite an easy way to get started when it comes to delivering at scale because, you know, especially for introverts like uh, like me, it's um, it's quite easy because you are you can kind of hide behind a screen to an extent, which means that you can have props next to you like your notes. You can have notes up on your second or third screen in order to kind of assist you so if you forget what you're saying at least it's there you've got that backup which I appreciate you know if you're delivering a talk in front of a crowd on a stage you may not be able to have that kind of level of of comfort so webinars are kind of an easier way of getting in front of a mass 
audience without the kind of fear factor involved of actually getting up on stage, but having the same impact. You're still reaching people on a one-to-many basis. And there's a lot of gains that can be had, a lot of learning that you can do for yourself, your own personal self in terms of growing to be able to conduct webinars at scale. And by doing so, you are raising the awareness of yourself, you're building your personal brand, you are warming up your prospects, you're showcasing your personality, and you are increasing your chances of winning high-value clients who will see you as an expert, as an authority, because let's face it, not every accountant out there is doing webinars, so you would be in a very small minority. And that's the aim of the game, remember, is to differentiate ourselves. We need to differentiate ourselves in order to be able to stand out in what is a very noisy space. So Whatever we can do to stand out is going to help us to be able to grow our practices to win new clients. We digress. Where was I? So I was just giving you a recap of my week. What else has been going on? Last weekend, I attended a conference, a training, uh, what was a day out, really, in London uh, at a, a very nice hotel. It was a mindset uh, day. Brilliant beyond belief. It was called put on by a friend of mine who has pivoted from being a dentist to now doing life coaching, business transformation type stuff for people. And he's done extremely well. And I met him a couple of weeks back and he invited me to say, come along, be really good if you came and bring your wife along. So my wife and I went along. It was an excuse to kind of have a day out without the kids. So we went along and it was great. It was really good. It was all about, you know, limiting beliefs that we have and how to break through them and what's possible and the fact that, you know, that uh, we, you know, we think we have this spotlight on our heads kind of watching us, uh, uh, everyone is watching what we do in terms of our content that we put out and what we say and therefore we hold back and we don't actually achieve our potential and we stay within our she- uh, shells but actually people aren't watching us, people don't really care about us, people only care about themselves and they may have, you, know, you might have someone's attention for a few seconds on a video that you've put out on social media or a post you've put out or a picture you've put out but actually people scroll on and they forget. But we limit ourselves and we think that we have to attain this level of perfection before we do anything. So that kind of leads me on to what I wanted to talk about today. And again, I'm going to revisit the the age-old uh, question that I still get. And we had a, I had a lunch and learn session on the Thursday following my mentoring session where it's an all-cameras on. All members get together, or ask questions, share best practices, share what big challenges they have going on at the moment. And I and it and I still hear the same old uh, well. Same old uh, question, challenge from uh, from members is that how do we win new clients? It's at the forefront of our minds because ultimately, you know, that is what everyone wants to know. How do we win new clients? How do we grow our practices? And I've mentioned this before and I'll have to mention it again because there's no, there's no quick fix. There's no clients are not just going to come. We have to actually be intentional about what we do. And I've mentioned this before in terms of it to make it easy to if you want it to be easy and we all want it to be easy right we all want just clients to turn up at our door pay the prices we want and happy days be able to grow our practices but unfortunately it's not as easy as that it can be easy providing you do the right things in the right way and that is about if you want to make it easy for yourself you've got to niche down got to specialize got to focus get clear on the who because the moment you get clear on the who you serve the what, where, and how to find your ideal clients become so much easier. Oh, I forgot. I did a uh, session with Go Proposal on Tuesday as well. It's been a busy week, actually. Um, on Tuesday morning, all around this particular topic, how to win 
new clients, make more money and free up time. I shared my story and I shared three powerful insights into how you can do that and take advantage of the opportunity that presents itself to us right here, right now. If you missed out on that, then uh, hopefully there'll be a link under this uh, podcast somewhere for you to go and watch the recording of that whilst it's still available. If not, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to share it with you, but uh, hopefully we'll put it in the show notes for you to access. But it all boils down to that one key thing. Get clear on the who. If you're at a stage where you're still racking your brains as to, I don't really know what to niche in. I'm not really passionate about any one particular sector. I don't really have that many clients in any one particular sector to be able to specialize. Then it's not the only way. But ask yourself... Are there, you know, are there any? You don't have to have lots and lots of clients in any one sector to be able to niche. Remember, you've heard my story about Capture Accounting. When I started Capture Accounting, we had the grand total of one, one client in that space before we decided to build out a brand centered around helping and being the accountants specializing in content creators and influencers. So it definitely can be done with... Uh, just a few, not even a few, just one. If you've uh, dealt with one client in that space, you've dealt with them for a period of time, you understand their business model, you can get a testimonial from them, you know how to, you know, what the the tax uh, rules and regulations are surrounding that particular uh, industry and client, and you know how to set up their bookkeeping, then you have expertise. You have expertise in that area over and above a generalist accountant who has not dealt with that sector at all. So don't think that you have to have this uncontested, uh, uh, be the uncontested authority in the country in order to be able to specialize. You don't. Even having one client in that space and working with them over a period of time is sufficient. Now, if that is still proving problematic, you know, have a think, who who do I... uh, it, uh, follow the PPV, PPV formula, which I believe I've shared in the past. Profit, passion, value. So if you're thinking of picking a niche, think about profit. They've got to be profitable. They've got to be clients that are able to make you money because they're earning money. Now, what I mean by that is, yes, you could absolutely niche down and focus on, say, taxi drivers, delivery drivers, CIS subcontractors, But you know that those kind of clients will have a ceiling in terms of how much they will earn and therefore probably a ceiling in terms of how much you could charge based upon, you know, the the ultimate value that you could provide to them. So have a think about which business sector, which type of business that uh, is able to uh, grow with you, that uh, where your fees can grow and that you can still manage them and get paid handsomely for looking after them. The second P stands for profit passion. So you've got to you've got to want to be able to work with whichever niche you decide to specialize in. Meaning, it's got to be interesting for you. You've got to enjoy doing it. Otherwise, you uh, you know you're not going to want to to come to work. You're not going to be energized and fulfilled by the work that you are doing. So that for you and your team, that's got to be something that excites you in terms of the type of clients that you will get from that, the personalities of those clients. And if you've got one or two of them already, you'll know whether you like working with them, whether you relish speaking to them, or whether you dread picking up the phone when you see their number come up on screen. There's got to be people that you are passionate working with. And that might, if it's not, if you don't have clients in that particular sector, but you've got a particular passion of uh, yourself. Maybe maybe you've run a business similar to that in the past. Maybe you've got a family member that's involved in that kind of business and you're interested in it. Maybe there's a hobby that you undertake that would make you particularly 
enjoy working with people in that space whatever it is you've got to be passionate about it to want to do it for the long term and the last one is value so how much value can you add in that space how how many clients do you have how how deeply have you worked with them in order to be able to share your experiences your learnings and your expertise with that particular audience so ppv maybe use that to come up with your niche by industry if that's what you're looking to select but remember remember that's not the only way the other way is niching by activity so it could be by something that uh, you undertake like R&D claims or EIS claims for example or uh, some other grant uh, reclaims it could be estate planning it could be business advisory work it could even be something as broad as tax planning one sec I just wanted to talk about the accounts and tax preparation software we use we moved to tax calc a few years ago from one of the big players predominantly due to the huge cost saving. The difference was massive, saving us over 7,000 pounds a year. But aside from that, it's actually a really good product. My team tell me that it's really intuitive, simple to use, and the transition to move to it was painless. TaskCalc is also the most popular choice for accountants in the pack and members of my Facebook group. So if you're looking for accounts, tax production, and practice management software that does everything you need it to without costing a fortune, check out TaskCalc. There's a link in the show notes to learn more. Now, back to today's pod. So that's how I started. I started as, you know, it's not really, a, I guess it's not really a specialism, but it's an activity which you can talk about. You can talk about comfortably and you can share ideas. You can share uh, solutions to clients and share content around it that will gravitate people to you. So it's better than it's better than nothing. It's better than not having a specialism in anything. You need to have something that you can comfortably talk about and put yourself out there as the expert and the authority. Remember, not the uncontested expert, but somebody who is able to speak authoritatively on that topic because this is bread bread and butter, uh, plain vanilla type stuff for you. Remember, the aim of the game is we need to create content around this. So the first step is actually niching down and getting clearer on who it is that you serve or what it is that you do, which type of audience you're going to be adding value to, providing solutions to, because the second step is to then start creating content. And I know that is something that uh, you have probably put off or you haven't been consistent, but this is absolutely the stuff that you need to be doing because in this day and age, everybody is looking online. Everybody is on social media. The demographics of business owners are changing. You are going to have to be sharing content in order to be able to be seen, to be known, to uh, receive inquiries from people that have uh, consumed your content, seen what you're all about, whether that's video content, whether that's written content, whether that's audio content. They need to be able to get some answers and feel that you are talking to them in their content. And when you do, that's going to help you to get inquiries that are going to come to you. And not just any old inquiries, but inquiries that are willing to pay a higher price for your services. Because if you don't, and you are just another accountant, which doesn't share any content, which doesn't have anything particularly different about them from the next accountant. And if you just appear on a search when they do accountant in Southampton or accountant in Weymouth or wherever, then really the only thing that uh, a prospect will have to compare you on is price. And really that's never a good thing because you don't want to be chosen because of uh, price, because you are the cheaper than the other 
two or three that they went to because people who join you on price will leave you on price and I found out that out the hard way because it's exactly what I used to do when I first started out I, I used to undercut the uh, incumbent accountant and I used to win the work and I used to get excited but a couple of years later somebody else came along and undercut me and that client went so people who join you on price will leave you on price so think about how are you making yourself different what content can you create around solving the problems of your target audience answering the questions in their head so if you're I remember when I first started out my journey of actually learning about marketing I, di I didn't really have a clue you know I was hearing different things from different people they tell me to write an ebook or you know pick a niche I didn't really know why but then I went and started my journey of immersing myself into the world of uh, marketing and copywriting and learning everything that there is to know about the uh, you know direct response and uh, you know building marketing systems in order to generate inquiries on autopilot and really it is all about marketing is all about getting inside the head of your prospects to figure out what is their specific need or want and positioning yourself as the solution to their problem and the way we do that is we, we can't know what someone's need or want is until we know who it is that they are so once we know who it is that we are creating content around then we can start to think about right what is what is their what are their biggest problems what are their biggest challenges what are the biggest wants what are their dreams what are their aspirations where do they want to get to and what questions do they have in their head that is stopping them from getting there on their own or that they're not getting from their existing accountant and then we create content around that so that when people see that we are addressing the precise questions conversations that's going on in their head automatically we get positioned as the guide the solution that's going to help them get there and really if you really think about that that is what marketing is getting inside the head of our ideal clients inside our prospects head and creating content around that such that they see us as the solution to their problem is the one that's best placed to help them to guide them towards the future that they want to get away from their situation of pain and into the land of pleasure that they want and what you want what you kind of want to hear and I had this when a I met up with uh, somebody who came to see me all the way from New Zealand and if you're listening to this hi there Laurie um, all the way from New Zealand to my office so and clearly this this is what happens it's when you you know when you share content in the world you never you don't know who's reading your content now with the the world wide web and the internet it's it's amazing how we can reach our audiences and make an impact far and wide so somebody from new zealand ordered my book they read the book it really resonated with them they got in touch they wanted to find out more about how I could help them for one-to-one -one coaching and they wanted to meet me in person so they were uh, they came all the way to well they were coming to to Milan anyway fair play it wasn't specifically to come and see me but they'd come into London and they asked if they could have the meeting in person to come and see me and my offices and I said yeah absolutely you come away from New Zealand why not so come down and have a chat and what she said to me she said to me that it was as if the book had been written to me it's as if you had me in mind when you read the book uh, and I'm, I was so touched and honored to to hear that and it's not the only person that said that to me but you know that's what I had in mind I wanted to speak to a particular person you know you listening to this I wanted to speak to you an accountant who 
because you know, I was I was basically talking to myself ten years ago, and it goes to show that we are all kind of in the same position when we start out that we don't really know what we're doing because nobody teaches you how to run an accountancy business when you do your accountancy training. Nobody teaches you how to price. Nobody teaches you how to sell. Nobody teaches you how to lead and manage a team. Nobody teaches you how to sell, sister, uh, build systems. So we end up just winging it and trying to figure things out on our own way, uh, making mistakes as we go along. And that's certainly how I, uh, how I um, started out. Until I met a mentor, and you know the story, things changed for me thereafter as I went on a journey of learning uh, from others in the profession and outside the profession and started to implement what I was learning to get results. So investing in myself to become a better business owner, to get those business skills that then helped me to transform my practice and get my practice to run without me. So, and, and the same thing could happen for you in terms of once you really understand who it is that your target audience is, then off the back of that, you can start to figure out what is it that, uh, what are the conversations going on in their heads? What are the things that are going to keep them awake at night? What are the things that typically I hear when a prospect comes to me? So when a prospect comes to you and let's say they have an accountant and they're not happy with that accountant, what are the things they are saying that the accountant isn't doing? Because that's all the kind of stuff that you need to do. So if they say, well, you know, they don't understand my business model, they're not proactive, I never hear from them. So how can you showcase yourself as being proactive, as being out there, as consistently appearing when somebody goes online, that you're appearing in their inbox, uh, on social media? When you are that person, then automatically they will see you as being proactive. And you can put all of that stuff on, on autopilot, you know, the marketing system, as it were, the social media posts, plus batching the posts, putting them out, and then getting people into your email list and having auto email campaigns going out. People will automatically see you as proactive. And that will then give them comfort that, oh, well, you know, they're doing all this stuff. They're really uh, proactive online. I can see them turning up, you know, every every day, every other day on LinkedIn or whichever uh, uh, social media uh, um whichever social media platform you choose to put your stuff out on then automatically the perception is that you're so active online therefore you must be really proactive as an accountant should I come on board with you so remember that the only and this is all part and parcel of that perceived value that I talk about you know above the surface actually nobody can has experienced what it's like working with you the prospect hasn't experienced your turnaround times your response times your quality of your service until they come on board with you. So the only thing they have to go on is perceived value. And perceived value are the touch points, the experience that somebody has before they come on board with you. So I've talked about this before, you know, your online profiles, how how active you are online, your website, how, how well that uh, is worded so that it uh, specifically speaks to uh, a particular client and calls them out on that front page, the touch points, the experience of actually uh, booking a call with you and having a meeting with you. What is that all like? Because that's the only thing that prospects have to go on before they come on board with you as a client. So this perceived value is so important in order to be able to ramp up that perception of value. Because when we do that, then people will be prepared to pay a higher price for what we do for our services. So in summary, there is no quick fix. It, it It is about, it is simple, but it just means you've got to implement what you are hearing. And 
once you do that then it does become easy so once like for example with capture accounting i don't have to worry now we are getting inquiries literally whilst i sleep i don't have to go out and actively post on social media every time i want new clients I don't need to do that because we've done the hard work, we've built the digital assets, we've built the blogs, we've built the videos, we've built the, the we've optimized the blogs in order to generate traffic to our website which we know then converts into inquiries for clients and then we've built the system around in, again, the the booking system, the call booking system, uh, the uh, videos they get off the back of that when they book before they even meet with us. Again, to warm them up even before they even meet with us, so that when we actually have that conversation, we are leading them to uh, working with us, and it's a much uh, much swifter conversation to signing them up because we've done a lot of the warming up in advance and we've set ourselves apart from everybody else in the space. So your homework from today is to go away if you haven't already. Think about that niche. Think about that niche over Christmas and start to uh, work on that. Start to really, uh, you know, choose one. And remember, it's not it's not set in stone. Once you've chosen one, it doesn't mean that you can't change. If it doesn't work, you try something else. But give it a go because there's not that much you have to do. And if you follow my power positioning course, I laid out the seven steps to do it. Uh, I laid out the exact website framework that I used in order to be able to then, uh, you know, uh, that is kind of your online uh, footprint, as it were. That is your online shop front. And it doesn't need to be more than one page. And then you start building out the blogs for your credibility and authority. And you start to optimize those. So really... The first step is choosing that niche, and the second step is then start thinking about the content. And now with things like ChatGPT, which is accelerating at an alarming, amazing rate, which means that most of our content can even be written for us predominantly, then there's no excuse now. There is simply no excuse for writing content. There is no more the excuse that, oh, I simply don't have time, because now we have tools, we have AI to help us in that process. So we just need to get clear, because when you get clear on the who, the what, where, and how to find your ideal clients becomes so much easier. So let that be your homework over Christmas to get clear on the who and start building out those digital assets, the website framework, in order for you to start to hit January 2024 with a bang. Build out that marketing system that will reap rewards and fruits for you in the months and years to come. Okay, well, I'll leave it there. Just arrived at my daughter's school to pick her up. So I hope you have a, a lovely weekend. Take care, and I'll catch up with you very soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. If you want to spend more time together, get access to me personally for your questions, access to resources and training that will help you to shortcut your progress together with being part of an incredible community of accountants or helping each other, then come and join the pack the Profitable Accountants Community. There's a 100 plus accountants that I mentor and they help each other to get results faster than trying to do it alone. Go to reshooter.com forward slash mentoring to learn more or message me directly on LinkedIn. Take care.